On this episode of Long Riders Radio, we're going to talk with James Stovall about the Heart of Texas Rally. Well, hey there, everyone. Justin here. Hope you're having a good start of your riding season. I have uh, haven't been doing too terribly much riding lately. been mostly getting ready for butt light and uh, getting the bike ready and uh, making sure all those little farkles are uh, are in place. I'm, I'm breaking the cardinal rule of doing a rally. I've uh, moved a bunch of stuff around on the bike. We'll see how that goes. But it's a bunch of stuff I've been meaning to do for a long time, so... And it's really not all that uh, mission critical. If it uh, if it doesn't work quite right, I should be okay. Uh, but yeah, leave for the butt light this coming uh, Thursday to head to Denver. Um, I've got two days budgeted to get there. Shouldn't take me much more than a day and a half. I'm not think I'm thinking. So uh, hopefully everything goes well. Can't uh, wait to get there. If uh, if you're there, if you've listened to this show. Uh, hit me up. I might have some stickers to give away. Um, be happy to be happy to talk to you and uh, happy to meet you. For this episode, we're going to talk with James Stovall about the Heart of Texas Rally. Uh, I recorded this about a month ago and uh, just haven't had time to get get to, to recording the episode. So uh, apologies for the uh, tardiness of it, but it's still a very interesting listen. James is a, a very, uh, very interesting person to talk to, and he's got lots of good stories about what went on the rally. He uh, had some very interesting stories about the weather and the the various shenanigans that uh, went on during the heart of Texas. So uh, without further ado, let's talk to James, and uh, I'll see you at Butt Light. On the line, we got James Stovall, who is the rally master for the Heart of Texas Rally. Welcome back to Long Riders Radio, James. Glad to be here, Justin. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, doing great. Doing great. Good times. Hey, uh, so it sounds like it was a pretty uh, eventful rally this year. You want to? Um, let's start from the beginning. Give me a little background background about this rally, where it started, and uh, where it's been, and then uh, let's get into this year's event. Okay, well, as usual, the Heart of Texas uh, rally um, started for a rally that is based in the state of Texas. We uh, started this rally back in 2011. Um, at that time, we uh, the first four years or so that we we started in Brady, and then a decision was made to uh, start moving around the state a little bit to uh, change up uh, how people uh, and what roads they can ride and and, uh, and seeing various parts of the state. Uh, last year, uh, we uh, expanded and went to 54 hours and uh, 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 as well as having the 12-hour rally. And that was a pretty big success. Um, we started in Fredericksburg and... Uh, it was it was quite an undertaking to even put it together, and but uh, and all in all, I think everybody had a good time. Um, the Heart of Texas Rally has started in Brady, Texas, or has been in Brady, Texas, and then we moved to Georgetown, and then from Georgetown we went to Fredericksburg, and then from Fredericksburg for this year we went 
to East Texas, and we chose Marshall, uh, Texas, as our uh, our finish, as well as a start. As with the Hardy Texas, uh, other than last year, we have always had a shotgun style start, where uh, we gave everybody a chance to start anywhere they would like to in the state of Texas, and of course we would always give points for uh, having people starting in certain places or even areas. Um, for 2016, we uh, had four start locations that were worth pretty good points. Burke Burnett, um, San Angelo, Goliad, and then Marshall. And with all these uh, four starting locations, uh, we asked for these uh, folks that wanted to start there to start at a particular Whataburger. <laughs> now, if if and and if they didn't want to start in those four areas, then we, for another uh, smaller amount of points, we said you can start anywhere in the state of Texas as long as you start at a Whataburger for uh, for some points. And then we went in there for a minimum amount of points. You can start anywhere in the state of Texas. As long as you get a valid uh, computer-generated receipt proving that you started uh, at 0600 on uh, April 29th. So did they have to tell you where their starting location was before they got the bonus listing? No. No, they did not. Um, so they could work that the bonus, into their strategy. They could work that into their strategy. Uh, we sent out the bonus location or the bonus list. Um, Viva uh, uh, file sharing sites, Dropbox, uh, Google Drive, and uh, the Microsoft OneDrive. And um, then folks could um, decide where they would like to start at since they had the uh, all the bonus locations. So they knew where they could start for the big points, and then later when they got their bonus list, then they can decide where they wanted to start uh, that will make uh, a, a successful ride for them or for them produce a, a good route. So the choices were abound for wherever they wanted to uh, start. It just depends on what kind of points you want to start with. So was there one one start location that was like I mean better than the others or that it was if you – planned outright would be a better choice for how to set up the rest of the ride, or was it all pretty much equal? I I would say it was pretty much equal. If I had uh, to guess the best possible location, it would have been Goliad. But, uh, and I think that's, uh, that had some, uh, some, had a good chance for folks to get some of the, many combination bonuses that we had. Um, the combination bonuses that we had this year, of course, um, was uh, we had a Veterans Memorial um, combination bonus. We had a, which uh, we had a, a brewery, a beer brewery uh, combination bonus, which craft beer is, is a big thing here in Texas as probably everywhere else in the United States. And, uh, and that was my favorite because I, I enjoyed going to all the different breweries. 
you got to test them out first. Yeah, especially when you're not, you know, not in rally mode. You can, <laughs> you can sit back and relax and say, hey, this would be a great bonus location. But, uh, and then um, our uh, we had another one that uh, it had variations to it that um, that riders could choose of. Uh, here in the state of Texas, we have farm-to-market roads, and they're all mm-hmm. listed. They start off with farm-to-market one, and they sequentially go all the way to about uh, close to 3,500 uh, farm-to-market roads. All I wanted for you for the riders to do this year was to select one through 10. Now, I will say this, uh, there is not a farm-to-market road seven. So we had to use the Texas Highway number seven to uh, fill in that gap. Now, for this combination bonus, you could get it in sequential order, any five in sequential order, or any uh, even number, five even numbers of those roads, or any odd number of those roads, or any just any five of those roads. And uh, the sequential number was the highest uh, value of, uh, of the combo bonus. And then they broke down a little bit less as you got into the any uh, combination of the five um, farm-to-market roads. And just for a little context for those who, because we do have some listeners outside the country, those farm-to-market roads are, they're, they're not interstates by any stretch of the imagination. They got pretty, if memory serves, they have pretty high speed limits on them, but uh, they're just two-lane roads out in the middle of nowhere, basically. Well, in the state of Texas, well, these particular farm-to-market roads, uh, being in East Texas, there are, yes, they are two-lane roads, but a lot of them did not have uh, shoulders or even a good place to pull off of. And the majority of them uh, in this part of the country go through um, uh, such as number five, uh, SM5, which uh, is on the eastern part of, uh, or the western part of uh, Fort Worth, Dallas area. And um, number five, you can't get speeds up much over uh, 45 to 50 miles an hour just because they go through residential areas. No. <laughs> so the speeds were cut down to catch those. And the premise for this, and and we had a few that, that uh, it just it didn't work out for them, is that you have to get a standalone farm-to-market number sign without – any arrows, uh, you know, saying, you know, if you come off one high, you know, you see them every once in a while, you'll be going down, especially, uh, you go down I 20 and you want to get off and, you know, you, it, it'll tell you to go to one highway or you go to this other highway or here's this other highway. And there's all those signs are bunched together with the different arrows. Well, you couldn't take a picture of that. We wanted that road sign on that road. And it could have said east, west, north, or south, or just the number of that high, that highway indicated. Uh, the next thing that we did uh, for a, a far, uh, for a real easy combo bonus was uh, rest stops. Just the picnic uh, area rest stops on the long side of, of a road on the highway. And... Um, all you had to do is put your motorcycle in that picture with your rally flag and take a picture of that picnic table, your motorcycle, and your rally flag. 
And that kind of stumbled some folks up too. (laughs) You know, they were relatively available throughout the whole, the whole riding area. And, uh, um, that was, uh, that was really, that was one of my favorite ones too. Uh, cause uh, I think everybody that's, uh, uh, that's done any long distance riding and, uh, you know, they hit that, uh, that, that, uh, that wall of I've got to get off the bike and, and you get off somewhere out in the middle of nowhere. And, and especially in the state of Texas, there's a covered picnic table, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> perfect bed, perfect cover. You're down. That's but, I remember when of course you don't. But you don't have time for that on a 12-hour rally. You take a picture, you got to get gone and, and move down the road. Um, also, um, when we sent out the rally flags, I sent out a very special envelope, a, a sealed envelope. And each rider had the choice to either hand that sealed envelope back to the score and get a, uh, get some points. Or if he opened it after he had taken his start photo, he could, uh, he had, uh, some more bonuses that he had to go get that he could go get. And he had to get at least three of them. If he didn't get three of them, then he went into a penalty. <laughs> so it, it was something you had to think of. And, and, and we had a few that, that tried and they did. And, um, you know, and there again, you, you needed to know where you was going to start. And that was that wild card. And, uh, we, uh, we surrounded our, our, uh, uh, our finish area, which is Marshall, uh, with these, uh, special bonuses. So, so they and, didn't know the point va- or they didn't know where these special bonuses were, but did they know what the point value of them was they knew well they didn't know anything about it until they opened up that envelope and when they opened up that envelope that envelope told them where it was uh by gps and then it had a physical a a short physical description or a physical direction description and then what you had to take a picture of um or of course my our favorite and i have and i have to poke fun at at one rider in particular, which was uh, Lonnie McCoy, who, in fact, uh, finished third um, this year. He he was successful in uh, getting all getting three of the five, and um, we uh, we put a a stuffed cougar up in a tree, and to make it advantageous for everybody to you know maybe go get it. And I'm sure there might have been some people that took a picture of this one particular uh, rest area because we did put the cougar up in a rest area up in a tree. And, uh, and if, and I'm sure folks uh, to uh, give them the story about that was during last year's rally, Lonnie had to drop out. Um, He was after one of my little wildcat bonus uh, selections and he was down in the big Ben area and we had set a geocache up in a roadside picnic picnic <laughs> picnic area. Well, when he got there, uh, he came across a real live cougar that was uh, finishing off at the dinner for that night. So Lonnie was kind of spooked, and, and he was trapped because the cougar was between him 
in his bike and we're in in uh in any kind of really a good escape so and, he, and i seem to remember to, between him and his gun too <laughs> and well that was yeah he had his uh he had his gun in, in his uh saddlebag which was of course in or his tank bag which was of course on his bike which was between <laughs> him and the cover so um anyway we had great fun with that and he went and got that and i was really happy that he did um, we'd set that up uh, down uh, south of, uh, of Wichita Falls or Burke, 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 Burke Burnett, um, and uh, he was able to capture that. And and uh, we had one rider go after that, and he had called me. He said, I don't know, where, what am I looking for? Where, where's this, where, where is this thing at? What am I, you know? And you can't tell anybody, you know, you're like, well, you're there. You might want to go look, read the instructions, which he finally, he finally figured out. He read the instructions and of course he got it and, and down the road he went. Um, if you want that full story of the, the Cougar story, go back and listen to uh, episode 25 where uh, James is talking about this rally last year. <laughs> you get the full story of the Cougar. Yeah. And, and, and like I said, Lonnie took it in good stride and, and we had great, <laughs> We had a lot of fun with that. Um, the, so I understand uh, the weather was a little, uh, little, little bit of the story this year, wasn't it? Well, and I think it continues to be uh, in East Texas. Uh, I know when Karen and I were were going to Marshall uh, the night before, we had encountered rain that uh, that was just unbelievable. Uh, we were. Of course, we were we were in our pickup, and the rain was was so hard and so fast uh, there for a little bit. Just oh, I'd say about 50 miles west of Marshall on I-20, that uh, traffic was almost to a stop. I mean, we were it was unbelievable. It was, it was almost to a stop, and um, and I was really anxious about this because you know I was like, well, you know, hopefully the clouds will. You know, give us a break. We get to Marshall, and uh, we meet up with Brian Walters, our uh, the our co rally master, and in the brains behind uh, the uh, amazing um, job that he did by allowing our riders, and I'll get into this in a little bit more detail, uh, where you could send in your bonus on the fly, mm-hmm. your bonus photos on the fly. And and they can be judged at that point in time. Um, of course, the riders don't know if it's been denied or if it's you know uh, if it was good, but it was it, it sped up our judging process. But anyway, um, back to the weather. We get there, it quit it quits raining for a little bit, and then that night and early into the morning. The tornado signs go off, and several tornadoes go through the town um, or around the town, and a portion of the of Marshall loses power. And unfortunately, <laughs> I gotta, you know, it, it just it, it only happens on a rally. Um, our we had a one of the start locations in Marshall was at. Uh, of course, the uh, Whataburger. And, uh, well, they had lost power. Next door to them was where we were getting our uh, our food f- 
for the dinner that night. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and um, and 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 by trade, I'm a lineman. Um, I, I work in the service department. I'm you know I'm the first responder in, in outages and everything. And uh, we had the the tornado sirens and and you know the sleepless night and and uh, we finally get settled down and the lights come back on, which I'm very grateful. For all those guys that get out, have to get out there. I know how that works. You work until you get the lights back on, and then you go work some more. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's really I, my hats are off to those gentlemen that uh, that have to work in in all this crazy ass weather. And uh, you know, it, it it's it's really you know you, it's when you take you take your power for granted. I do, and I even work. You know, I work. I work. Uh, for utility, but when those lights go off, then that's when you start wondering, hey, what are we going to do? And that's when, you know, we we get up in that morning, we have lights, we go over to that other side of the, uh, I come back to this, Um, we had some guys that were starting in Marshall, and they call us, I said, the Whataburger's closed because they have no power. Hmm. So, you know, they had to scramble which, you know, it was easy. I just told them, hey, go somewhere, get you uh, uh, get you something from Marshall, which they just went around down the street and they went to another uh, Whataburger and they were good to go. And they got their uh, Marshall uh, starting points at the other Whataburger. Um, our, our caterer uh, on the, on the, that was down there on by the one that we were um, wanting those folks to start from, well, those guys went up and beyond uh, the call. They got our food out. Wow. They had That's no cool. power. Yeah, and it was like Bodacious Barbecue. Bodacious Barbecue in Marshall, Texas. If you're ever in Bar- uh, Marshall, Texas, Bodacious Barbecue, tell them the heart of Texas sent you. Because <laughs> those guys, I'm serious, they put it together. There was great food. Uh, they didn't serve anybody else because they didn't have any power, but they got our food out. And I'm, I'm just really thankful. And, and if, like I said, if, if you're ever in Marshall, go to Bodacious and enjoy their ribs. They had some of the best ribs you'll ever eat. Um, but anyway, the, the weather did clear off finally. Um, one didn't clear off in time enough for one rider who was, who was making his way to Marshall and he got caught in the rain and he spent the night in a barn <laughs> and, and he called me, yeah, he, he called me and said, this guy let him stay in the barn because he just, he just couldn't go. Uh, the weather was so bad in the tornadoes and, and, and unfortunately he had to, uh, he didn't get to start. He had he went ahead and called it the day. Barns are well known for their ability to stop tornadoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not very well. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Well, all in all, uh, it sounds like it was a pretty successful rally, despite the uh, the odd start. Uh, you want to talk about who uh, who the big winners were? Sure. Um, our uh, our first uh, first place in our single riders was Nelson Degado, and our second place in the singles was Mr. Don Duck. And then, of course, third place was Lonnie McCoy. Uh, then in our two-up, um, we had 
Franz and Betty DeWitt. And, and folks, y'all need to watch for that name um, because these guys are a threat. I mean, they are very competitive. I've never met anybody as competitive as those two. Um, in fact, their overall total was, uh, gosh, it was, it was over a hundred points higher than the single rider, uh, finisher. <laughs> wow. Yes. They really knocked it out. They, they put in a, a awesome, awesome ride and they're great people. Wonderful people. I, I, I love the DeWitts. I love talking to them and, uh, you know, they just, they have embraced the sport more than anybody I've ever seen. And, um, they, there will be somebody to watch for. I'm pretty sure you might see them at the Iron Butt Rally uh, next year. But you just have to see. But you might see them at a lot of other, these other rallies. So <laughs> y'all hang on because uh, Franz, he, he grabs the throttle and he twists it and he gets down the road. And, and Betty, she's brains, man. She, she tells, she, she's, got a, she's got the route. And away they go. Um, also, our friends Matthew and Karen Scott came in second. And then our friends John and Nadine Hubble came in third. Um, we had 30 people that were going to start, and we ended up with 22 that uh, did finish. Um, I have to say we did have a young man that uh, from Amarillo. He had just picked up his motorcycle license. Um, of course, he had been riding for a while, but he had gone to uh, one of these motorcycle safety classes. And um, his teacher also rode this year, and he threw down, you know, he told him, the, he told him hey, uh, why don't you do this next weekend? So this young man called me, and we was able to scramble around and get him set up. And, uh, he, he didn't, he finished, um, I was looking at, he was sending us his, uh, bonus pictures. And I mean, he was, while everybody was on the other side of, of, uh, Dallas, he was still on the other side of, uh, Abilene. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, well, this poor kid, he's not going to make it. And, uh, Doggone it. But you know what? He showed up for the dinner. He, he looked like he'd been through the ringer. He, had, he was riding a, uh, 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 a CBR 1100 Honda. And um, he come in with the biggest smile, and he was just like, wow, this is awesome. And uh, I kind of wish he had finished, but he had come in so late. But he uh, he's one of these guys that uh, I like to see show up and, and embrace what we're doing and, and, and being part of, of this, uh, of the rally experience or the motorcycle rally sport that we have. And, um, and that's what the heart of Texas always is, has been about is to try to get those folks that, that, uh, you know, well, I've done a thousand miles or I've done an iron bus uh, ride here, or, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm ready for something that's, you know, that gives me a little bit more of a challenge and, and whether it's the heart of Texas or the Netwit or any other 12 hour rally, um, I think that fills their, the niche for them. And then sooner or later you see them, 
bail off into the the multi days and the and the twenty four hour rallies. So it sounds like, uh, from what I've been reading on your Facebook page, there's going to be a little bit of a change for next year. Yeah, uh, next year I'm moving from the other side of the table, and uh, I'm going to go back to competing again. Um, um, our friends at the at the Netwit, Paul Tong and Troy Martin, are uh, are graciously are going to keep the heart of Texas going, and uh, which man that 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 means a lot to me because um, I really hated to see it go, but. You know, when, when you want to do something else, and uh, the heart of Texas has always been a labor of love of, uh, you know, it, as much as I try not to, uh, and my wife, she's just like, oh, really, you're going to do this again? Because <laughs> <laughs> I get one done, and while I'm driving home, my mind starts to click. Oh, wow, man, let me think about where we're going to be next year. What are we going <laughs> to do? Getting it all together. And, and it, it is. It's anybody that's ever put a rally together, uh, it takes time and it takes dedicated people to help you. And it takes, uh, the support of your family to help you and, and, and get you past all this. And, um, you know, what really makes a rally is the folks that come and ride it. And, uh, especially the ones that do it year after year after year. Um, you know, we, we don't, the heart of Texas really has never been a big rally, such as numbers, but the folks that do show up uh, and they ride this, it, it's its unbelievable. It, it just makes uh, it all worth it, and uh, they all enjoy it. Uh, yeah, you do, you do have a little conflict here and there because of, of either whether a bonus wasn't right or, or, you know, you couldn't, you know, I can't give you this photo. But uh, uh, for this bonus, it, but everybody comes out with a good smile and has a good time. And um, I really appreciate everybody that uh, has supported the heart of Texas. Uh, and having said that, I hope that uh, everybody that uh, will continue to support the heart of Texas, but at the same time also continue to support all the other small rallies. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot of work involved in this and, and we want to keep this, we want to keep the rally, the small rallies going because it always leads up to the bigger ones Yeah. and, um, supporting the small rallies, whether you ride in them or say, Hey man, I can, I can come and help check you in. Just show me how you want me to score or just, you know, I can hand out t-shirts, you know, supporting the small rally or any of the rallies is is uh, is very important to keep our sport together and and, and keep it uh, going. Um, but like I said, I, I really do want to thank everyone that has ever ridden in the heart of Texas, and uh, always uh, always look for it because I think it's going to be that last weekend of April. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. So, all right. Well, hey, anything more you want to talk about about this year's rally that we missed? Other than um, you know, uh, being in East Texas, we were in some uh, uncharted roads uh, for a lot of folks. Not very many. There's just so many different little uh, roads, and, and it's um, of course there's 
there's a lot more um, being the older part of Texas. There's a lot more little bitty towns you got to go through, and um, you know there's so much more to see. Uh, we had um, uh, 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 oh gosh, some of the bonuses that uh, I remember that were just awesome to get or to discover, such as the tomato bowl in Jacksonville, Texas. Um, the tomato bowl is, is just a, it's a football stadium for the local high school and, and it's for the fighting Indians of Jacksonville. And uh, a friend of mine, Rex Legale, who he, he grew up in Buffalo. He said, Oh, I don't know how many football games that we played over there in that, in that uh, little stadium. And it's just interesting. It was called the tomato bowl. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was just, I mean, it's the odd stuff like that. You know, we went, uh, when I went to new Elm or deep Elm there in, in Dallas to, um, to get that brewery there. Um, you know, I was, I was just like, uh, this place is, just that whole area, just this little small area in downtown Dallas, you have all these, uh, um, all these different little deep elm uh, murals all over the all over these uh, uh, buildings, and of course they have their tap room, and that's where everybody had to go. And there's always a party going on 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 Saturday at any of these breweries. Any of these craft breweries, and the craft brewers that we went to um, were the Revolver, uh, the Cedar Creek, um, let's see, Deep Elm, uh, Roar and Sons, uh, Real L, and Pernalis, and St. Arnold, and of course, Shiner. I had to go to China. China's my favorite. But then again, St. Arnold's was that was that we went into St. Arnold's and we took a picture of St. Arnold, who's the patron saint of uh beer, believe it or not. And uh, uh there we went up to the tap room and I mean it was it was like a you know, you step into a, a huge family reunion. You know, there's people playing uh, cards and they're playing board games. There's kids running all over the place. Everybody's having a good time. Uh, it's, it's just a real awesome atmosphere. Um, like I said, the, the, uh, going to the craft breweries was one of my favorite uh, times of uh, scouting uh, out uh, bonus locations. <laughs> uh, sounds, like, sounds like you got a lot of good memories from doing this rally. Oh, I do. And I have a lot of good, and meeting a lot of good people. Awesome, awesome people, yeah. which I'm pretty sure I've, we have a, a lasting friendship. And I know I'll see them uh, at the rallies that, that uh, we'll partic- be participating in. And, uh, and like I said, I hope people will keep supporting the Heart of Texas and supporting Troy Martin and uh, Paul Tong with the Heart of Texas and, of course, the uh, Netwit rally that they have in October. All right. Well, hey, that's uh, James Stovall. Current, well, still the rally master. Will always be the rally master of the Heart of Texas <laughs> rally. James, thanks for coming on Long Riders Radio. You bet. Anytime, Justin. 
Hey, thanks again to James. I uh, always appreciate him coming on the show. He's a very interesting interview. So thank you again, James. As for next episode, I've got some in mind uh, that should be pretty cool and I don't think has ever been done before. Uh, it's uh, something I've been preparing for, uh, actually what I've been preparing for for the last month or so and why I haven't uh, gotten this podcast out on in a little more timely manner. But uh, like I said, if, uh, if this turns out, it will be pretty cool, I think, in my opinion. Uh, that I guess it will re- remain to be seen what it actually is like. If it sucks, in my opinion, you'll never hear it. So uh, hopefully uh, something cool coming for episode 42. And uh, if not, uh, I'll uh, just have a regular episode with uh, somebody interesting from the LD community or uh, some information about a rally. Well, if you'd like to get in contact with me, there's lots of ways you can do it. The easiest thing to do is head to our website, www.longridersradio.com. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, how to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you really like what you hear and you want to be a contributor to Long Riders Radio for just a dollar a show, you can be. Head over there and click on the link that says support. And as always, we need to thank this show's founder, Mr. Michael Cox. You know, I was talking to Mike the other day, and I asked him, Hey, Mike, who do you like better, the Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? And he said, I I would say it was pretty much equal. Thanks for listening, everyone. Ride safe. <laughs>